Hey guys, and welcome to the Purpose Podcast. We're so glad uh, that you're with us. We want to encourage you uh, to subscribe. We want to encourage you to share as God prayerfully pushes you further along in your purpose to win your world as we spend time together here with Rachel, my amazing wife. Uh, it would be awesome if you could see the stuff we say to each other before we start, but as far as you know, we really love each other. No, I'm joking. We, 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 we love really each other, do. and we are honored uh, to be with you. This As we start the year out, we're taking this time. We talked about Win 21, winning for 21, which are uh, putting some action around our values of loving God, loving people, discovering purpose, and winning your world. And so we're just walking through that. What's that look like practically? What are some actions that we're taking in our life? And just to inspire you and encourage you to move those things forward. But the value that we wanted to cover today is we is to love people, love people. And uh, and so, babe, what's our what's our sentence? What's that kind of that descriptor for loving people? Just if we had to boil it down, what's that look like? So we describe the value of loving people as we lay our lives down to give the love we've been given. And that references the love of God that's been given to us. And if you read through scripture, especially uh, Jesus, he is always talking about not just loving him, but loving others. And there is a question really asked to trap Jesus um, by one of the religious leaders. And he says, what's the greatest commandment? And um, Jesus says, well, first is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength. And then the next, but the second is like, so he goes on, which I love. I love how Jesus does this. He never just says, okay, well, just this. And then, but he all, he took everything to another degree because we couldn't go all the way without the help of the Holy Spirit. And he says, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And if you think about, you really do like, you love yourself. You feed yourself every day. I thought you were talking about me personally. No, I'm, like, I'm saying in general, that was an aggressive, humanity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you love yourself. Like, think about how much you talk about yourself, how much you think about yourself, how much you care for yourself. And um, I just like when we talk about loving others like that, it's saying, hey, putting that attention and affection and care toward someone else other than you because you're so loved. By God, you're able to give. You know, we talk about honor that way. Like yeah. we give honor because we have honor. Well, you get to give love because you have love. That's right. And so I, I think that just because when Rachel says what she said, even me, I had a re- I had a response to disagree with her. Like, hey, you you love yourself, and most people are like, yeah. I, th- it, it is a smaller percentage of the population who's like, yeah, totally. I, just, I love myself. And most of us. Either we don't want to be arrogant, we don't want to be prideful, mm-hmm. or we're or we have lower self-image or self-esteem. Mm-hmm. But we care for ourselves so much that it's subconscious. Like mm-hmm. what Ra- the examples Rachel used, I would say we we feed ourselves if we can, we clothe ourselves. And, but something else I would say is that, and th- this is the part that's kind of been the, been the revelation as I prepared for today, is that we subconsciously make things about ourselves. Mm. So. Or consciously, some people. And I I would say at my worst, when I'm talking with Rachel and we're talking about something, (laughs) I have been known to say, hey, don't make this about you. Um, He wouldn't dare uh, in an intense fellowship moment. Yeah, hey, this isn't about you. Don't make this about you. But if people could hear the things that we think, 
It's so true. It's so, it is just subconscious how quickly we make things about ourselves. How will this affect me? What am I going to do about this? How, what, what, what does this mean for me? So when Jesus says in Matthew 22 to the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself, can we get to a place, this is so powerful, I'm so proud of myself, can we go to a place where... You can't see me, but I'm rolling. Where, can we get to a place where we subconsciously make things about others, that we take them into account Mm -hmm. at the same level, if not more, that we're taking ourselves into account? And one of the things I want to highlight about the scripture that Rachel is referencing in Matthew 22, 36 through 40, and this is just to give you confidence as a man of God or a woman of God, because sometimes, a lot of times the enemy will tell us, hey, that, that um, he'll, he'll tell us you don't know enough or whatever. But at the end of that, he says all the law and the prophets hangs on these two commandments. What God is saying is, you know, there's 66 books in the Bible. I think there's there's like there's like th- I'm I'm gonna get this wrong, but I think there's 37 authors with like with like um, I don't know like 30 or so different professions. There's all this stuff. There's all this complication. There's all these theological thoughts. But Jesus says, "Hey, listen, it all boils down to loving God and loving people. That's what it is all about." And so that, that deal that we talked about of, of laying ourselves down so we can give the love that we've been given is huge. Now, um, what, what I want to make sure that we did today is something I, I just want to, I want to do this because I want to celebrate and highlight um, uh, the, the, the time with God and how it can impact. And so what I did in preparation is I went back and looked at this same time last year and some of the things that I was pulling for that, I, that I was pulling from my time with God when it came to these values and things that I was getting out of the Word and how God was impacting how I do this. And so in Matthew 12, uh, 29, and I honestly, I just want to read you something I, I was praying. And I asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, will you bind the strong man? In that passage, it talks about the strong man. But I said, will you bind the strong man in the lives of faith promise, in the lives of leaders, in the lives of the tenders, Will you bind addiction? Will you bind, uh, will you bind humiliation like low self-esteem? Will you bind fear and idols? Whatever is keeping us, them, from full surrender and intimacy, draw them close, protect them, let them see this themselves as ambassadors. And the, only, the reason I want to show you this is because as I read Matthew 12, 29, which you should be around in there in your Bible reading plan, I just wanted you to see as... We've create try to create a value of loving people, mm. how that is impacted when I read the scripture. It's not just how we impact when we read the scripture, when we pray. There's and this 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 there's just this desire that this happens. And so, like whenever you think about your prayer time, your time in the word, and again, this is why I, I know I get sassed about it, but about journaling, are there times where you're just you're just pressing in? Like I, I, I'm, we're, we're at Faith Promise recording this, and there, there's people that we really love and care about in the room. And whenever I read that, whenever I'm, whenever I'm by myself and I'm praying this, and I'm praying this over Rachel and my kids by name and the staff and the winning team at Faith Promise and our communities, there's just it's just it just changes something in you. Mm-hmm. And and whenever you're starting your day this way, whenever you're whenever you're have this intimate time and this passion, this focus, it just it just starts to the Holy Spirit starts to. Because the Holy Spirit has to do it, 
loving people at this level is not going to be a natural feat. Mm-mm. It's going to be something that, that God has to do inside of us. And so we have some handles that can help you do this. And we've talked about this. The value of loving people is really big and it's kind of heavy. And so when you think about that, if I had something that could help me pick it up and carry it in my own life, what's a way to think about? And the one of them is, is Zach said, you know, hey, we're going to love people. But it's really hard to do that at first. You don't see people the way that God sees them. So one of the, a very practical way to do that is when you are around people and you, you may need to put like a, an index card in your car or something, but reminding yourself that every single person was created in the image of God. They are image bearers. Every single person was designed to be in relationship with God forever. Everyone not just you, and everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All throughout the scripture, it talks about how we're supposed to view people. No one is worse than you because they sin differently. And no one is um, exempt from the love of God because of the, the decisions that they've made. And it made, it's really hard to think about people this way when they operate completely opposite from you. We have some people in our life that have very different values than we have, very different lifestyles, and we make a choice even when it's hard, even when we disagree to look at that person and say that is an that person is designed by God. God cares about them so much, wants a relationship with them, and today my job is to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And so that's really hard to do sometimes, but when we see somebody the way that God sees them, it shifts the way we respond in situations. And it honestly, it's not about what they deserve because you deserve the same thing, which is death. Okay, everybody, we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But it's about, hey, what did what does this person need in the moment that um, aligns with the truth of God's word? And how can I be the hands and feet of Jesus to them? It's a way different perspective in relationships, in encounters, at, whether that's, um, at your football games or at, um, at school or at work, if that's our perspective, then our responses and interactions are going to be quite a bit different. Yeah. How, how we love, how we love people really, really matters to God. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I think that's a good thing for us to process. And then there's really a big thought for today, which is what I would say is the biggest thing holding you back from loving people. And we'll talk about that here in a moment. But um, I would just want to really remind you and tell you and encourage you that how you view people, how you talk to people, how you go after people really, really matters to God. And so I think that no matter how you're wired, everybody wants to do well for those that we love. And so we all love God, the value we talked about last week. And so God expects us, just so you know, God has an expectation that you love people. That's why we we just pulled out three handles that really resonate with us. And Rachel talked about one. We see people as God sees them. Uh, in week 22, the handle for love people is we speak life over people. I, what you say about them, there's power, life, death, and tongue. In week 18, you know, we pursue people. But God's expectation is that we love people in our words and in our deeds. Like it really matters to God that we do that. And so, but let, let me tell you this, and this was a this was a revelation for the staff that we had last year. Last year, every year we do a 
a retreat where we go away as a staff and just prepare for the next year and just honestly, more than anything, just get into God's presence. Because um, that, I mean, we, we want to accomplish something supernatural. We can't do that without God. So we get into his presence and we're, we're led. And um, I, I got the privilege to do a session for the staff on loving people. And as, as, I, as I got into that and I was just asking God for a word from him on, on what is holding us back, um, it, it goes back to that verse that we had talked about in Matthew, but it, God was just like, hey, they don't, they don't love themselves. They don't see themselves. So think about the stuff we talked about so far. You're supposed to love, you're supposed to love people. You're supposed to see people as God sees them. You're supposed to speak life over people. You're supposed to pursue people. Do you do, do, you do those things for you? Now, we talked about the beginning, like the, the kind of love is like this subconscious like prioritization. But do you consciously love yourself? Do you consciously think well of yourself? Let me just give you, if you don't have your readings, like your, your when I say readings, like the things you're going to read, Craig Rochelle has this book he wrote last year. I mean, towards the end of the year, it's new, but it's so good. It's called Winning the War in Your Mind, and it's going to give you some like real insight to the things you think about yourself. But I really do believe that the reason that most people don't love people well is because they don't love themselves well. Well, if you can't receive grace, you certainly can't have it for someone else. Right. And this whole, I love um, our devotional this week is all about loving people. And there are stories in here that can help encourage you, testimonies of people who have said, here's how I'm loving others. If you're looking for like practical things or encouraging things like how to pray for people and how to see them the way that God says to see them, how to speak life over people. I mean, Abby Wheeler's story in here is so good. And we want to encourage you to get into that devotional. Make sure you're reading that every day as a part of your daily time with God in this season so that you can be encouraged and challenged just like Zach is talking about, hey, that's not how I think. That's not how I feel then that should be um, an indicator to you that you need to go before the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit, hey, what's the lie that I believe? Because that's what we did at retreat was Zach asked everybody to write down a lie that they believe that's holding them back. And it was incredible to watch you share, everybody in the room shared the lie that they believe with someone else. And that person would respond to the lie that was spoken. And it was all, it would be, it would be, it's so crazy. I had somebody look at me and say, well, I'm, I'm not a good mom. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're not a good mom. You sacrifice, you, you've laid your life down. There's all these things. But for her, she believed that she didn't, she wasn't a good caretaker. So I was able to respond and give her words of truth and life and encouragement. And that's something that we need to be able to do others. Yeah. And that, that was just a revelation that I had, you know, getting ready for that is whenever people wrote down the lie they believe, which maybe that's not new or innovative, but whenever I asked them to share that lie with others and I, I asked them to watch how the Holy Spirit in the other person responded. So it actually happened not too long ago at the end of last year. I, I had this, some revelation about some lies that I believed about myself and Rachel and I went on a date, and I told her, and I knew it wasn't right, but when I watched her respond, uh, I guess it was in that moment I realized how not right that it was. 
And she just responded by apologizing that I, I thought that, that I believed that and the, and the, and the hurt that it caused and all those things. But I don't know. It just gave a, it gave, it gave, I don't see the Holy Spirit's face physically. Uh, but I saw it in Rachel's eyes when they filled with tears, whenever I expressed these lies that I believed. And so I, I want to encourage you. It, it, there's, there's no way for you. And I'm going to give you a, a, an analogy that God gave me. But there's no way for you to love people well if you don't love yourself well. And here's the analogy I gave them. I gave all the staff uh, a rubber band. And what I, what I told them is that if you hold the rubber band at a certain level and you stretch the top of it up, because we all want to love people, right? We all want to love other people. Let's just, maybe you don't want to love everybody, but there's some people we want to love. If you've got kids or if you're married or if you have best friends, like, hey, these are, I want to love these people well. But you want to love people. And so if you're a Christian, you know, like, you know, okay, I'm supposed to love people. I get that. And so you try to stretch yourself up to love people and to trust people and to sacrifice for people, but you find yourself being very fatigued by it. You find yourself uh, being very critical of it. You find yourself just, just being drained, all these kind of things. And what I would tell you is that if you have a low view of yourself and, you try, and you're trying to force yourself to have a high view of others, that low view of self is always going to pull down your view of others. Because all throughout, it's in Mark, it's in Matthew, love your neighbor as yourself. Love, love people as you have loved yourself. Now, in the Jewish culture, the people that Jesus would have been talking to, they lived differently than we lived. Do you know that every night, whenever the, 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 the dad, the leader of the home, the, the, the priest of their home, you know, every night he would speak a blessing during dinner, he would speak a blessing over the kids. Do you know why? That's, me, that's one of the reasons there's less than 1% of the prison population is Jewish. They trace it back to the prophecies that were spoken over young Jewish boys, young Jewish girls were, were biblical prophecies, so they grew into that, right? And so, but again, like what we speak over ourselves, what we believe about ourselves— it will impact how we love other people. And so, again, I, we could talk about it uh, for, for hours, and we, we, we do. We, we love it so much. But, babe, do you have um, any practical ways in your life right now where you're trying to manifest? You can talk about how you're doing it for yourself or how you're doing it for others. Mm -hmm. But how's the value of loving people coming forth in your life right now? You know, one of the ways is through that 21 days is our act of kindness every day. So it's a part of winning our world, but it's also an act of kindness is literally taking and slowing down and having to think about doing something for someone else. And a lot of times those turn into more than just taking the cart back, but being able to look at somebody and um, help. So sometimes I'm by myself at the grocery store, rare. Um, but when I see a mom with all her kids, that's one of the things I try to do is say, oh, hey, can I help you? What do you need? Um, because it always makes me feel so seen and valued when someone does the same for me. Hashtag Chick-fil-A. They always like help carry your food to your table or something like that. And uh, so that's been one way for us is going through that list of 60 things that's on the landing page. It, they're very simple. Wait, remind them what the landing page the is. The landing page is on the, it's if you scan the QR code on your win for 21 cling. It's a cling, not a sticker. It is not it's a, a sticker. I was very concerned, but it is not a sticker. And if you go there, you'll see um, a link under, it says four kids under the um, 
perform an act of kindness. And it has 60 random acts of kindness, like texting someone something funny or giving someone a compliment or doing a chore for a sibling. These are all things that we can do, walking someone's dog. And so what we try to do is I always try to get out of our house and see uh, mostly because I have to get out of our house. But we have some neighbors in our neighborhood. And these are opportunities like we want to go and take something to someone one day and just tell them how much we care for them, how grateful we are that we live next to them. Is there anything that we can do to serve them? Yeah. So something simple, going through that and and being kind. But the other thing is really for me, a, a, a really practical thing is in the middle of the heat of it, is I stop the train of thought and I say, this is not about what they deserve. Sometimes I get frustrated and I want justice. And in the moment, I have to stop and say, hey, Holy Spirit, I need you to help me right now because this is not about what's giving them what they deserve. They don't deserve for me to text them back right now because they never text me back when they when I need something. Or mm-hmm. this isn't about I'm not going to change my schedule because they never change their schedule, you know, whatever. You can get really petty really fast. Maybe not you, but I can. And no. I, I have to ask the Lord to help me. So like slowing down in the moment and saying, hey, I'm going to pursue this person, which is one of our handles as we pursue people, instead of giving them what they deserve. Uh, because I have so much love and I have so much honor and so much provision from the greatest. Like he, God is the greatest and he has everything that I need. So if I'm concerned about getting what I need from other people, I'm already messed up. You know what I'm saying? So that's practically right now. We're using our acts of kindness. But then also in the middle of it, I have, hey, what's one way that I don't love? Um, I don't love well. And I may not always act on it, but my thought life has, um, it's, I may not act on those thoughts, but those thoughts are are just as hurtful to my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. and I, I, changing our thoughts. Yeah, I think that um, something that Rach and I say, and we've referenced a couple of times on the podcast, but we give love, respect, honor, um, not because somebody deserves it, but because we have it to give. So like when you think about paying attention or paying honor, like we don't pay it because somebody deserves it. We pay it because we have it. So mm-hmm. the reason that Jesus forgave us is not because we deserved it, but because he had it to give. And so since we have these things to give, we give them and we give freely. Uh, but I, I so I, I want to encourage you in that. But I also tell you this. Um, a few weeks ago, I had a meeting with all the, the leaders at Faith Promise, the executive team, the campus pastors and, and ministry leaders, and we were talking, and the question, what, what keeps you from living a spirit-filled life? What keeps you from loving people? And really, the general consensus was, I'm busy. I'm busy. And it wasn't like a, hey, I'm busy, so I don't have to. It was really a broken, I'm busy. I'm just too busy. Mm-hmm. And so I want to encourage you, are, are, there, any, are there any spaces to listen, to hear, to see? Um, or is that is that something that matters to you? Because uh, it matters to God. People matter to God, so mm-hmm. it matters. So I, I want to end on a story that's been really impacting our lives, and uh, I pray it inspires you to be impactful. But um, a few weeks ago, I was on a plane, and again, I'm, I'm trying to share my faith every day if I, if I get the opportunity. And I was on a plane, and I had an hour-and-a-half flight, and I was sitting by this guy, and um, it, I was looking for a way to share the gospel. So I, I started and I'm telling you, we disagree on everything. Um, you know, I talked about Jesus and he said that, you know, religion and all stuff is just a fairy tale. So we talked about the, uh, the, you know, so the, the Bible and, and some of the proofs and it just, 
he just was just, it wasn't hitting. And then we talked about identity and purpose and like, like how God created people. And, he, and, and we just, he went all the way to the extreme of, I think people should get to choose their, their, their gender every day. And like, there's not like this specific plan. And, and I, and I was like, well, what? So then I went to like morality and I was like, well, if, if, you know, he has two kids and a wife, like his life's really put together. But I was like, you know, where are you going to get morality for your kids and stuff like that? And all of these, uh, if you will, like these arguments or conversations that get people to realize their need for Jesus, they all just fell flat. And we're starting our descent. So my time is coming to a close with them. And I said, hey, I call him by his name, I won't share it. But I said, hey, I just want to be really clear before we get off the plane and uh, hoping that God would use it. And I just said, hey, I know we've disagreed on everything so far, but I just want you to know that I love you and that God loves you. And at the end of your life, you know, you really, there's only only two options. You're going to heaven, you're going to hell, depending on where you put your faith and, and you know, all, like you know, the stuff. And, um, and it, I'm telling you, like he was kind, but he, it was just like a whatever. That's what his face and his response essentially said, whatever. So I said, hey, why? Why, why do you feel this way? Like, why are you responding this way to what I'm saying? And he said, you know, I've, I, I moved here 14 years ago from Boston. You know, I've raised my kids here. Uh, yeah, you know, all, all, this, all the things. And he said, you know, you know how many times I've been invited to pe- into somebody's home? I've been here for 14 years. Uh, you know how many times I've been invited to, like, a conversation deeper than just, like, sports or, like, the, the school or whatever? He said, I've only been invited to, people's houses three times in 14 years and it just really impacted me on I know I, I, I'll bet money there's Christians in his neighborhood I bet money and it's really been challenging me and uh, and the leaders around us on do, does our life reflect that we love people mm-hmm. and so uh, I just want us to know first and foremost it's a command from God uh, but not only is it a command from God it's the best way of life mm-hmm. to love people it's your plan, um, it's your purpose, and it is essential to winning your world. It's impossible. If you don't love starting with you and others, you can't win your world. And so we love you so much. We're grateful that you spend time with us. We believe in you. We believe that your purpose is to win the world. And so we're grateful that you allow us to serve in that purpose. And so we can't wait to see you next week. We love you, and, uh, and we, just, we just believe you. So go out today and love people with the intention on winning your world.